We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this vaccine, from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. I have attended protests and rallies in the past uh, when I agreed with the goals, when I supported the people uh, expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example of that. But I have also chosen to not go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric, violence towards fellow citizens, uh, and a disrespect uh, not just of science, but of uh, the frontline health workers and, quite frankly, the 90% of truckers who have been doing the right thing to keep Canadians safe, to put food on our tables. Uh, Canadians know where I stand. This is a moment for responsible leaders to think carefully about where they stand and who they stand with. I have attended protests and rallies in the past uh, when I agreed with the goals, when I supported the people uh, expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example of that. But I have also chosen to not go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric, violence towards fellow citizens, uh, and a disrespect uh, not just of science, but of uh, the frontline health workers and, quite frankly, the 90% of truckers who have been doing the right thing to keep Canadians safe, to put food on our tables. Uh, Canadians know where I stand. This is a moment for responsible leaders to think carefully about where they stand and who they stand with.
How do you feel about groups like the Trudeau government unfairly labeling this a white supremacist movement? That's that. That's ridiculous. It's absolutely it's sickening, ridiculous. Right? The first thing about it is that Canada just doesn't like to come out. of Canadians don't like to come out of support as other countries do. You know, so for me to be here with my people here too, it's like it, it, it's not. It's a diverse community. It's Canada. Absolutely, we're, we're in Canada. Yeah, so Canada is multicultural. So for him to even think this and say it's a supremacist or whatever, I couldn't agree with it because look at me right here. It was a premises thing. We'll be stoning, calling. I want to be getting the love like I'm getting right here. Damn right, man. It's about freedom. It's That's about brotherhood. It. That's it, bro. We're Canadians. Damn right. Right on, man. Stand together. Woo! This is what it's about. Yes. Community. creed race i have seen here today is this isn't a white supremacist thing but if you're gonna label it that you're gonna make actual white supremacist groups way more powerful and that's not how you're supposed to do that absolutely I'm riding for uh, my 10 wonderful grandkids. So miss them. But this is for you guys. The support that we've rolled on down the road here, once again, people all over the place had just been so fantastically awesome. What is really the truth is we've been led to believe that we've been the minority. When in fact, I believe that we're the majority. Take care all, thanks. Hey guys, uh, trying to keep it together here. It's emotional. It's Chris from Police on Guard here and I'm in the car with my family on the way to Ottawa. And every overpass is packed with Canadians. Look at this right here. Look at this. This is not a fridge. We will not be divided. This is Canada. We stand together. We stand on guard for thee. God bless Canada. Yes! God bless every single one of you truckers and every single one of you Canadians that are supporting this movement. We will win this country back. God bless you and I'll see you all in Ottawa. Canadians know where I stand. This is a moment for responsible leaders to think carefully about where they stand and who they stand with. I have been telling you I grew up in Poland 
And in 1980, Polish people got angry. And I saw the police officers running for their lives. The very people that were enslaving the population, the very people that were doing this great evil to Poles were on the run. They were so terrified. I will never forget that. Because there is more of us than of them, and they crossed the line. If I was a politician, I would either resign now while you still can, because we're coming after you. And I'm not talking about the guns and the swords. I'm talking about justice. Real judges, real courts, the court of the people. Just like it was done under the solidarity movement in Poland. And you got a second option. You can come to our side and you can tell the public what's really going on. You can come clean. You still have that time. You devils, if you're watching this, you snakes, it's still a time for you to come to the right side of the fence. Because when the people get angry, and they eventually will, when they will lose their children or their loved ones, their mothers, their fathers, and they will learn what really happened, I wouldn't want to be you. I wouldn't want to be you. So come clean, come out, join the fight against tyranny that you helped to build or else. And all else is not going to be pretty. Because you may come and say, hey, mandates are over, restrictions are over. But we remember, we know who you are, we know your names. And 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when we get the power, or a year from now, we will come after you. Could you call what we just heard a call for Freedom Day? I think I could. I think I could. There's more going on than what meets the eye. There's more going on than what people are seeing. I myself just stumbled upon something absolutely incredible in the last 48 hours. Part of it, no thanks to Bruce, that has really put me into a, uh, a quandary, as, as it will. But that's what we're going to be discussing today on this first day of February, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? And what did you think of that compilation ending with Arthur Pavlovsky? What did you think of that? Well, healthy and alive. Uh, second, um, I am not sorry for... Um... <laughs> You know, any of those kind of... Of course not, yeah. no. I, I'm glad yeah. uh, I'm glad you dug that up. That's uh, That's been a real inspiration over the last uh, over the last couple of days, yeah. uh, especially yeah. the phone call that I made to Marty on it today. Uh, we'll be talking about that in the coming week. This is, um, this is big. This is, uh, this is something that's, uh, well, this explains the, uh, the COVID facade, if you will. But uh, we'll be discussing that. Anyway, uh, your thoughts on, um, well, I'll tell you what, Justin Trudeau, his newest statement, and then... Arthur Pazlowski at the end. Yes. So Trudeau, first of all, what a pansy. Um, what a coward. Uh, that, that's the first thing. You, you happen to come down with COVID when the greatest, probably the largest protest that Canada has ever seen is on your doorstep and you're cowering. Um, but wow, that that should be like, I should tell everybody what uh, what what's going on there. Like, you well, know, you're in the wrong. He's a victim. Yeah. Well, you see, yeah. he's the victim of his own now. stupidity. But then something did else. His, um, did you catch his little warning there at the end? Yeah, that was the other thing is uh, the, the stuff he was talking about there. That wasn't to us or the Canadians. Uh, some of the stuff he was saying there. That was a call for world leaders, uh, the other young global leaders or whatever, the World Economic not even, Forum. Not even necessarily the young global leaders. I personally believe that that could be a call to 
some of the people that are in positions of authority where I am at the moment, because we found we found something amazing that's happening over here. And I've just discovered it in the last 48 hours, but we'll get to that shortly. But continue on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. Um, so I don't know. All of it is is it's encouraging what's going on with the protests and everything and all the all the stuff that we have uh, that people are doing. It, it, it is actually encouraging that people are really starting to wake up and stand up for their freedoms uh, and liberties. Uh, and we may actually see some real changes in like Canada, for example, um, or, you know, even other countries. Germany has a lot of protests going on. Um, so maybe maybe there'll be some headway there. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think the governments really care. Um, but I think when they, they, they start doing the, the, the trials and whatnot and, and going after these individuals, I think they will care uh, rather quickly. What Pavlovsky um, said, what, what Arthur said there at the end, he alluded to that. The day is coming and it is coming. Make no mistake about that. The day is coming where the people that have caused this are going to have to answer for this in a just way. No violence, no violence, no swords, no guns, nothing like that. We don't need to go there. That's where they want to take it. That's where the banker boys want to take it. But that's not where we're going to go. It has to be done in a just, legal, peaceful way. He was correct. You better get off of that sinking ship and you better get off of it soon. I personally believe that that window of opportunity for you has already closed because I know how these things play out. But there is a life ring that's being thrown to you. If you're a politician, if you're a bureaucrat, and you can hear the sound of my voice, historically speaking, from a historical point of view, and I just consider myself to be a novice when it comes to history. I find it very interesting, the, the things that have happened. You better be making a decision and you better be making one soon because that train wreck is going to take you right along with it. There is a reckoning coming. There is justice coming. Now, does that mean that this is going to all work out wonderfully and everybody's going to have ice cold lemonade and join hands and sing Kumbaya dancing around a tree? No. No. I mean, that's what a lot of people would like to think. This is going to get a whole lot worse before this gets better. And believe me, it's going to be a very challenging time for people. But you know what? When I see what I've seen over the last two to three days, and those of you that are subscribed to us on Telegram, normally we don't advertise other channels. We, we don't do that. But why not? Right? Why not? We are in a war here after all. Why not? If you haven't seen what's happening in Germany, you're going to see it. If you're subscribed to us there, you're going to see it. We're going to be putting the, the protest movement up of what's happening here. It's incredible. When I see what's happening here, I've not seen this in any other country. Canada, bravo. God bless each and every one of you. Bravo. The Europeans out there in the streets, the Americans, what little numbers we put up, we're at least there. Bravo to you. But what the Germans are doing here is incredible. Imagine, imagine what's taking place. And this is not hyperbole. Bruce, you just got through watching what little bit of it is coming in by the minute. Imagine the front of the Canadian Parliament. Imagine that happening 2,000 times a day. That's what's happening here that's not being reported. I understand now why the government is so concerned. I understand now why they want Telegram banned. I understand it now. It makes perfect sense. What do you think of what you saw, Bruce? I'm, uh, like I said, I'm encouraged uh, seeing people out there protesting. We're, we're kind of in, technically we're in like two or three different battles going on right now. Because you've got the culture war, which we've been fighting for a while now. And we're making some headway in. And we, we don't really key on that one much. But 
if you look at like, you know, media and those kind of things, like movies and whatnot, uh, typically the, the, the really woke movies are doing garbage and the, the ones that aren't woke are doing really well. So we're, we're making headway in the cultural war front. We have the freedom war front, which um, it, we're, we're talking about here with the protests and everything. And then we have the financial one, which uh, we haven't really, we, we've keyed on it a bit, but new things have come to light there. So uh, it, it's, it's good that we're winning the first two. I would rather, let, let's put it this way. I would rather have my freedoms and liberty and live poor than to have none of the above. No argument, sir. And I tell you what, when I when I look out there, when I see what's happening, I see a bunch of people that want freedom, don't you? At least that. We can agree on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I, I agree with that. Everybody is um, that that's the I think that's the bottom line. Everybody's realizing uh, that are out here protesting. These are if you don't have bodily autonomy in this, you don't have the choice to go in and get a vaccine or not. You don't have a choice of what to put into your body. Then you have no freedom at all. They can tell you what whatever to do. It does not matter what it is at that point. And a digital um, ID. So uh, yeah. So I don't think um, I don't think there's many that are that are still asleep at this point. I, I don't. Uh, there's a lot of people that are coming awake, and they're they're I, they're taking sides. They're either on for or against. And there's a lot of people against. There's a lot of people against. I mean, if Canada is a bellwether in all of this, Canada, who doesn't do protest, who doesn't do this kind of thing, um, if they're kind of a bellwether in this, uh, we outnumber them by far, mm -hmm. uh, the, the freedom lovers. So if you look at the Western culture, you look at, at the Western societies and the, 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 well, basically the civilization we've created under this similar idea of freedom and liberty. Yeah, we all like our freedom and liberty. You know, I, I've been where I am for quite some time now, a good number of years. I mean, I spent a lot of time jumping back and forth across the pond, but I like to think that I have a pretty decent judge of character when it comes to the culture of where I am. And I can tell you for a fact that on a weeknight, it's Monday night when we're recording this, on a weeknight, the Germans don't go out and protest. People don't go out and protest when you have to get up the next morning and go to work. The Germans don't do it. They don't have mandates here. They're due to discuss that tomorrow as it just so happens. Of course, I don't know if they've dropped any of it, or if they're doubling down. I don't know. I don't know. Of course, you got the health minister now saying that um, uh, the reason we locked down unvaccinated people is because of a software glitch. <laughs> a software glitch? Really? I don't That's think the best anybody in the right mind believes that. He probably does. I mean, my, my point is, no. is that, no, you don't think, you don't think, you don't think so? Uh, no, no, I think he fully knows he's lying to the people. Okay, fair. I mean, I was looking at it from an aspect of a demoralized person that doesn't believe that black is black and white is white, that kind of thing. You could tell them in the middle of a snowstorm, hey, it's snowing and they won't believe you. No, um, the thing is, is the quote unquote elite, they see the, the behind the scenes. They see if they were truly uh, the demoralized, you wouldn't have Boris Johnson out there partying. You wouldn't True. have, you know, uh, freaking Pelosi going in and having a blowout. You wouldn't see these politicians doing the, the stuff that they do if they truly believed it. So, mm -hmm. no, I don't I don't think okay. he, he believes right. it. He knows he's lying to the people. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not going to get into that right now. But my point is, is that people here don't protest on a weeknight and they certainly don't go out in numbers like we're seeing during weeknights here. That just doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. So the next play, I don't know. 
I don't know. I wish I knew at this point. The only thing I can speculate, and we were just kind of brainstorming about this before we started. The only thing I can speculate is they're going to try and shut the internet down. And I mean, shut it down as in Klaus Schwab, cyber pandemic, all the rest of it. They're going to close it all down because there's no way to stop what's out there. And quite frankly, at least where I am, from what we're seeing, I don't think there's any way, even if you were to shut the internet down, I don't think there's any way to stop that. We're talking little towns here, every little town and village and, and city, people that get together, word of mouth cannot be stopped. You can't stop that. You might be able to stop if they were to shut down the internet over here on the other side of the pond, we wouldn't see what's going on over there, obviously. Um, yeah. we, the, the information would be slower to travel. Basically, if you shut down the internet, it would be the equivalent to going back to like how quick information traveled back in like the fifties. That, that's basically well, what it would end up happening. No, I don't, I wouldn't go back that far. I would go back maybe the nineties cause we had the internet, but it was very slow and it was in text only. There was, I'm talking early nineties, uh, no yeah. graphics, no, no, nothing, just kind of basic email service. And that was really about it. Um, that's probably what it would go to. It would be like a message here and there, and it would be traveling hearsay from one person to the next. And that would be the end of it. Uh, that that's about what yeah, it would be. If it's a cyber pandemic though, and they shut down the internet, there is no internet at that point. There is True. no True. You're, you're not able to go on and listen to a podcast or, you know, online radio show or any of those kind of things. You would still have talk show radios, but that's again, that that's only nationwide. That's um, all controlled. So it's not mostly. Yeah, mostly. That's all controlled. By the yeah, most of them are. Yeah. Yeah. So if there was a cyber and the other thing, if that happens, even even the radio shows are going to be feeling it, too, because many of the radio shows have um, guests or hosts or remotely, uh, you know, uh, I mean. They shut down the internet. We would be done, honestly, uh, as an example, just because you know all podcasts would be done. You you, yeah. you wouldn't be able to get your your podcast out. So that's a very real possibility, honestly. Cyber pandemic, and then you, you you've got the uh, financial game coming up. I'm concerned. Uh, I, I kind of mentioned it off off recording. I'm actually concerned they're gonna they're going to try to pin the um, uh, financial shortages, the the product shortages, and all of that on the. Uh, protesters that are out there, uh, you know, the truckers that are protesting yeah. right now, I'm, I'm concerned they're going to try to vilify them with that. And the, the thing is, is those things were going to come, whether the, the truckers uh, were out there protesting or not, we're going to see those kind of pains. Uh, just an update on that. The Aussies have also put a convoy together. Their first uh, wave of that convoy hit Canberra today at the uh, the Houses of Parliament. The government set up several roadblocks to try and stop them uh, from getting in there. But uh, I, I don't think it's going to work. Have they ever seen Mythbusters? Do they, I don't know. Do they know what I happens when a semi plows into a, <laughs> a, a small vehicle? It doesn't. I mean, I'm not saying they should plow into it. I'm, I'm just saying, like, from a logical standpoint, if you're legitimately scared of these protesters and thinking they're going to be violent as a cop, I'm not getting anywhere near that blockade because it, I, I've seen SUVs plow through uh, barricades, let alone an 18 wheeler pulling a few thousand pounds of, of uh -huh. uh, product behind them. Uh -huh. They're just going to plow through it like it was nothing. And, you know, when you have, I want to play a short clip here. We got a lot of audio to get to today, as if you didn't already hear enough in the opening. This is from an Aussie truck driver who has joined the convoy down in Australia. And it, this goes exactly to your point. Listen to what this man is joining the convoy for. What brings you to 
Town, obviously uh, essential worker, permitted and everything for 18 months through the bulk of this, and all of a sudden they get a few uh, faxes under their belt and I'm no longer good enough. This truck cost me $2,200 a month to have parked up and I am not allowed to earn a living. Why? Where is the justice? I'm allowed to work through the pandemic? That's fine, yeah. But as soon as a few get fucking vaccinated, that's the end of the story. Come on, we've got to live through this. I think he's a little upset. I can see you laughing straight away. That that sounds like your typical, be it with an Aussie accent. I love their accents down there. But that sounds like your typical truck driver lingo, no matter where you go. We get the same yeah, type yeah. of response in the US, the exact same type of response. Yes, uh, that that is exactly what I was uh, chuckling about. I, I and it, I'm not not in an insulting way. It's a chuckle as in like it makes me happy hearing the the different accents. Right. I, I enjoy that. And that's a typical response um, from a truck driver. Yeah, is that right there? That That is. That is. Yeah. So same spirit, same everything, just different accent. I mean, that's the the spirit that we're hearing from Canadians, which I mean, is a little more laid back and a little more chill. Uh, but it's the same. It's the same sentiment. It's the same spirit. So, yeah. I like it. And of I course, don't like it because of the message. To be clear, I, the like what what he's having to go through. Yeah, like he yeah. was clear to work in the pandemic, and now he's yeah. not. There's no excuse. Obviously, for I don't it. like that part. There's no excuse for this. There's none. There's no excuse for this. This is ridiculous. It, it's the same thing we were saying about the the like the healthcare workers. They were the heroes of uh, you know the pandemic, and now that the pandemic's over, more or less, and we're requiring vaccinations, they're now the enemy. Uh, excuse me. Are you bipolar? What, what what's going on here? So the convoy has come under some uh, some fire. By the way, they've shut down the uh, the border crossing between Helena, Montana, and Calgary. There's a single border crossing up there, and I, you know, it's damnedest thing. Um, they, they just happen to break down right there at the border crossing. It's unfortunate, really, when when you think about it. It's, it's really unfortunate how that the cold happens. weather is just it, it is it's, it's difficult it, man, on those batteries deathly you know. cold up there in canada this time yeah. of year it really is it's like what minus 25 celsius up there it's cold it is cold yeah believe me i've been in canada this time of year it is cold yeah when you start getting into the negatives like that um it's fahrenheit and celsius are pretty close together when you start getting into the negatives mm -hmm. I, I think it's basically the same temperature at minus what is it minus 30 minus 40 somewhere in there something They're like that yeah, it's, it's cold it is cold by the way fun fact did you know that at minus 60 degrees fahrenheit a banana becomes a deadly weapon did you know that i i would say most things become a deadly weapon at that yeah. temperature yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a banana yeah. you know you can impale yeah. somebody with a banana when it's minus 60 degrees fahrenheit anyway there's a statement that's been released by the Ottawa Police Service, right? Because that's where the that's where the truckers are, are gathering uh, throughout the weekend. The Ottawa Police, uh, the Ottawa Police Service, and its partners have been actively and patiently managing a well-funded major demonstration in the downtown core. We have seen multiple cases of disruptive, inappropriate, and threatening behavior from demonstrators. I've God, it's telling the government to resign. <laughs> it's just you know, it's inappropriate and threatening, and it's when you heard Trudeau, you know, he doesn't take part in. In protests that that are like that now, of course, if you attend a BLM protest, I mean that's that's more, that's mostly peaceful. That's fine. That's fine. People yeah. that that have just values and a just cause that right. you, that you want to stand up for, those are the ones you'd want to attend, right? Sure, sure. Uh, the police they say here in the in the statement, which was for immediate release, police are working with the organizers to facilitate the safe departure of individuals and vehicles and to ensure safety. Gentlemen, they're not moving. 
I hate to tell you this, they're not moving. They've got $10 million in an account that said it's going to go to nothing but fuel. Those trucks are designed to sit there for as long as they need. $10 million going into nothing but fuel. Oh, and by the way, how do you think fuel gets to those trucks? Other trucks. I'm betting they can send people out to get it. And I'm betting there's oil refinery workers in Calgary and all over Alberta that are more than happy to fill those trucks up to keep that blockade going. Oh, and by the way, spring and summer are on their way very soon. And you know something? Last time I checked, I've been to Ontario during the spring and summer. It's really nice up there. So I'm betting they're going to be having a lot of fun out there, partying, dancing, having cookouts, barbecues. Oh, they're not leaving. They're not leaving. They got enough money to put fuel in those rigs till about 2024. So you better settle in. Police are aware that many of the demonstrators have announced their intention to stay in place. This will continue to cause major traffic, noise, and oh yeah, little horns. Yeah, you're a little upset about horns? Bunch of pansy asses. And safety issues to the downtown core. We urge all residents to avoid travel to the core. How about if you're a resident, you do your patriotic duty and get down there and support those men and women? Help out. Pitch in. Be part of something that you can tell your grandchildren about that actually means something. Vaxxed or not vaxxed, doesn't matter. You know, uh, to be consistent, usually I'm against, um, you know, blocking people's travel, you know, getting in the way of things and those kinds of things. Quite frankly, just on that point, we are against the type of behavior like Insulate Britain, how they were sitting out there blocking the traffic. Uh, Extinction Rebellion. Where'd they go, by the way? Gluing themselves to trains and airliners and hospital floors and everything. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm Mm I'm all I'm all on board with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I do not like that behavior because, um, to be fair, those instances of uh, protest are not violations of, of constitutions. Those are not violations of your rights by government. Those are simply your beliefs based on rhetoric, right? You, you believe that humans are causing climate change. I believe humans are causing toxification. But for you to go out and dis- like destroy other people's livelihoods, you know, um, getting in the way of people getting to work, potentially getting people fired, not being able to get jobs, uh, just uh, providing an inconvenience in general for people's lives. You're shortening people's long term, you're shorten- shortening people's life years uh, doing that kind of stuff. In this scenario, they're trying to extend people's life years because freedom and liberty is better for you in the long run, health wise. It gives more options for, you know, when you have a free market and a free interaction and everything, you know, you don't have a a government bearing down on you, uh, insisting you get jabbed multiple times a year. It's better for you long term. So in the interest of uh, consistency, this scenario, I can justify saying, yeah, uh, provide an inconvenience to the people. Wake them up uh, in this scenario, because this is truly something that is legitimately getting people killed. This is literally a genocide. Well said, sir. Now, this might surprise you, but along with safety, again, this is the Ottawa police, along with safety issues, costs to businesses and social costs. They didn't care when they were locking you down, keeping you away from your business, shutting you out of society, pulling your children out of school, making you do remote learning. They didn't care about that. They didn't care about your damn safety at that point. They didn't care about your business. They didn't care about your social cost. They didn't give a damn at that point in time. Oh, but now they care all of a sudden. 
the Ottawa police continues to tally the financial costs of the policing costs, which are estimated at more than $800,000 a day. I'd say you need to cut some of your budget. If you're racking up $800,000 a day for policing, I'd say you need to lay off some officers. Just a thought. Now, Bruce, I want you to take heed of that right there, because those protesters are causing disruptive, uh, what was the word? Uh, Disruptive, inappropriate, and threatening behavior, right? And I've also heard I've also heard unconfirmed reports down there of of theft and destruction of national monuments. I, I've also heard that. As a matter of fact, uh, here to educate us on that is uh, Mika Brzezinski and her husband, Joe Scarborough from MSNBC. The capital of Canada to a standstill. Dozens of trucks and other vehicles could be seen blocking the downtown area of Ottawa as protesters rallied against vaccine mandates, masks and lockdowns. That seems uh, like an interesting way to spend your weekend. The demonstrations were initially aimed at pushback against vaccine mandates for truck drivers crossing the U.S.-Canada border. But the movement escalated into an expression of disapproval with the Canadian government COVID-19 policies. Officials say several investigations are underway into reports of severe vandalism and criminal behavior, including the desecration of national monuments. No. Meanwhile, Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson said some protesters harassed a soup kitchen, demanding free meals because their refusal to wear masks meant they were not uh, to order in restaurants. That soup kitchen tweeted COVID protesters were given meals to diffuse the conflict, and that this weekend's events have caused significant strain on our operations at an already difficult so, time. So these anti-vaxxers actually took food from the mouths of the homeless. Because they're so put upon. Yeah. Because uh-huh. they have vac- I'm just curious, again, where were these protests when people were required to take get five vaccines to start school? Where were these protests when people were required to give their children five vaccines? They were in the doctor's office getting vaccines. They were in the doctor's office getting vaccines. They were making fun of left-wingers on the West Coast for being loopy anti-vaxxers. Right. Now they have met the enemy. And the enemy, their enemy, themselves, because they've become what they hated. They've become what they mocked. And now they're taking (laughs) food from soup kitchens because they're so put upon for being asked to do what they've been asked to do, required to do, their entire lives. Coming up. It's a cult. (laughs) Yes, it is. A historic moment in the middle. You hear that? It's a cult. Well, I'm glad they I'm glad they cleared all that up that it's a cult. It's not like we haven't been seeing cult like behavior coming from the people that are getting jabbed. <laughs> so, he didn't think of that line himself. Uh um No, of course not. That line is clearly what we've been calling I, the the covid people. Yeah, I I just like to say before before you go on uh, there um I think they meant to say there at the end right after Scarborough said it was a call. I, I think they meant to say, may the odds be ever in your favor. I think that's what they meant <laughs> to say right there at the end. Yeah. So to point out the um, instances of uh, the very few instances of vandalism or, um, you know, theft of a charity organization. Let's start um, with the vandalism. Did, did you see that vandalism mm-hmm. that was taking place down there of the national monuments? Yeah. Did you, did you see that? Yeah, they were... They were out there cleaning them up and polishing them up. Um, it's quite the vandalism. And the soup kitchens, yeah. So they have 
restaurants, organizations out there that are bringing food in and donating food. They don't need soup kitchens to go out and help them. Uh, in fact, one might think that um, perhaps there was some instigators out there because uh, it it looks like um, some, uh, we'll, we'll say um, enhanced uh, reporters were out there with the instigators that were uh, quote unquote causing problems. It, it almost looks like it was staged, the entire thing. Uh, in fact, these are the same people that all through uh, the, the summer of love, when we've seen the protests in the middle of a pandemic, they ran cover and said these are mostly peaceful protests. And we've seen fires, uh, a three-story fire behind a reporter saying it's mostly peaceful. Uh, it's mostly a protest. Someone committed arson behind you, like the building's on fire behind you, my dude. Um, another reporter saying it's a mostly peaceful protest and a car lot is burning behind him as he has a gas mask on. Should we play the three-story fire behind him real quick just for reference? Sure. I want to be clear in how I characterize it. This is a mostly a protest. Uh, it is not, uh, it is not generally speaking, unruly. Okay, so there you go. These are the same people that were running cover for BLM and Antifa during that time. Uh, and that's what it was. Two to three billion dollars of damage in one city. One city alone. Um, no, I, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. You guys are the enemy of the people. When Trump said, you're the enemy of the people. Um, I kind of, I kind of cringed at that. Um, and it was kind of, it made me, it made me squirm a bit. Like that doesn't feel right saying that to our, our, our media, that that shouldn't be the case. And I agree. It shouldn't be the case. I still think that, uh, but he was right. Um, I, I don't agree with the guy on everything, but that's one thing I agree with him on. He, he, got, he nailed it. Um, the enemy is the, or the media is the enemy of the people. And I mean it in that, in that phrasing, I, I, <laughs> They have a disdain for us. They don't care about us. They don't like us. They want us to be the little peasant that follows orders, does what they're told, and they want to be the ones to tell us what to do. Donating uh, all that food. Did, did you see all the all the donation clips that we had up? You, you, you saw all that food that's being donated, the food, the drink, the, the snacks, the gifts, everything, local businesses. You, you saw people with their own business, their own pizza shops. Hell, Tim Hortons is donating donuts and, and coffee all the way around. Tim Hortons, for those who don't know, Tim Hortons is like the McDonald's of Canada. I love those places. As a matter of fact, if there's anything that I miss about like any kind of a fast food place in the US, I miss Tim Hortons. I love their sandwiches. I love their donuts. I love their coffee. It was amazing. When I was in Ohio, it was fantastic because it was, I mean, being right there, it was easy for them to expand across the border down into a bordering state. I loved it. I loved it. I, I miss Tim Hortons. I, I really do. Um, but they're donating stuff. I mean, I see Tim Hortons stuff all over at these uh, at these tents of people that are donating. You've got people with their own restaurants out there donating stuff uh, and, and all the rest of it. Church, uh, church groups, different charities and things that are up there. Uh, and like I said, they've got... Um, like I said, they've got plenty of cash flow to deal with this, um, as in they've raised $10 million now. And just on that point, uh, an Ottawa city councillor has launched court proceedings against the Canadian trucker convoy targeting the $10 million in funds that have been frozen by GoFundMe to, quote, cover the city's expenses. Son, you can take... You could take $100 million and you couldn't cover that broke city's expenses from all the bankruptcy you've put those four people into. Yeah, that, that's oof, it's worse than that. It's it's that's yeah, worse than that. But um, I, I, I don't um, you're poking the bear. 
you're just adding another little tick on them in the black book. Like, seriously, you guys, like you said it, they do want to, they do want violence. And that's, that's kind of, it seems like that's what they're pushing for. They want violence. They, they want some kind of retaliation. So why not go full totalitarian and let's just, um, you know, start taking people's money. Yeah. That, 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 that sounds, that sounds uh, like a good idea. That's going to win over the people. This is just breaking. Uh, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police have sent tactical units and big rig tow trucks in to the border city with Montana in an attempt to stop the border blockage. It's, it's honestly, uh, actually, you know, it would be fun. This would be fun. Uh, you know, those uh, tow truck companies that, uh, you know, the, the police officers would hire. Yeah. I think it would be fun if those tow truck companies went in and just towed off the police vehicles <laughs> and impounded <laughs> that would, them. That would be funny. Yeah, that would be funny. I don't. Although I don't think you can do that because they're government vehicles. But it would be funny. What says you can't? They're your vehicles. That's true. They're your you vehicles. Yeah, we paid for people. them. That's right. We did pay for them. That is a that's a very good point. But I don't know. That's all the way out there. I'm not sure if they can make any headway in Ottawa. Maybe. Maybe not. I'm not sure. They've got security that's now been established, and it just so happens that the head of that security is a former sniper for Trudeau, and he's now the head of the Freedom Convoy security. This is a guy that quit because he was ordered to get vaccinated, and he said, I'm not doing it. Have a nice day. And he walked off the job. <laughs> he's now head of security for the Freedom Convoy. You know what? If they're going to pay you to, uh, to take some experimental drug in your arm, Quite frankly, I'd be looking for employment elsewhere. That's just me. That, that's, of course, that's just me. Corporal Daniel Bluford, a former Royal Canadian Mounted Police sniper who was fired. I'm sorry, he didn't walk. He got fired. Who was fired for refusing to take the vaccine, has a new job, head of security for the Freedom Convoy. Before the press conference for trustworthy media covering the Freedom Convoy began, the counter signal ran into Bluford, who confirmed that he's no longer protecting the prime minister, part of his private detail, but instead he's protecting everyday truckers who are out there fighting for all Canadians' freedom. I, I want to commend him um, for sticking to his guns. Um, no pun intended being a sniper. Um, and also, uh, requiring them to fire him. That's something that I, I think people should double down on. If, if a business is threatening to fire them over this, double down, make them fire you. It might hurt for a time, but in the long run, it will be victorious in the end. Um, I, I, I really think, um, well, I was going to say you could file a lawsuit potentially and, and make some money doing that. But not then I, I not not until I we thought, have not until we have some some actual like rulings, as in like once the ball gets rolling and you start seeing some prosecutions getting dropped, you're not going to. Uh, but I mean, that's not going to come until like way later down the road. Even even if you got uh, the, the thing is, is even if you won the case, you'd be set up for a, a time uh, until coffee is yeah. costs. A yeah. few million dollars a cup. Right. That's true. That's true. Of course, Bruce, what's a protest? What is a protest without some good agitators? Right? What's a protest without some good agitators? Of course you gotta have agitators in there, right? This is the problem. This is the problem. Truck drivers, no matter I, I've seen truck drivers in, in Europe, I've seen truck drivers in the UK, I've seen truck drivers in America, in Canada. We see truck drivers in Australia too. Do you know what? They all have basically the same type of physiological makeup, as in like the build. They're big, bulky, don't get in their way kind of people. I mean, they are some tough SOBs, tough as nails. 
and they've got an attitude to back it up with. When you start messing with the truck driver, man, they are the nicest people in the world. They were literally bend over yeah. backwards and give you the shirt off their backs to help you. But man, if you cross them, just don't even get anywhere near them. It's like the young man said, they're kind of like that uncle that sits in the corner that doesn't say anything. But mm -hmm. when he talks, people listen. That's a truck driver. That's a perfect analogy of a truck driver. How are you going to infiltrate? If you're the establishment, how are you going to infiltrate that? How are you going to do that? How, how are you going to put some some green skin, skinny jeans, uh, black block Antifa meth head? How are you going to put that up and say, oh, look, that's that's the truckers out there <laughs> that are burning banks down. How are you going to do that? You can't. You can't. So you try and take the next best thing. There was a single protester, and I, I thought they could have done a better job with this, to be honest with you. I thought Trudeau and his people could have done a better job with trying to demonize it. They put a single guy out there with a U.S. Confederate flag. He was wearing a three-hole balaclava, which means it's got the two eyes and the mouth cut out, and everything else is covered. He was wearing sunglasses, so you couldn't even see his eyes. So you could only see his mouth. And he was standing out there with a with a U.S. Confederate flag. And of course, there just happened to be a photographer with a telephoto lens standing right behind him. <laughs> there just, ha just so happened to be one right there. And oddly enough, if you look at that photographer very closely, he also happens to be the same photographer that was photographing Trudeau at his desk not long ago, signing bills. Funny how that works. A video that was posted on social media depicts the Freedom Convoy confronting a masked man with a Confederate flag. They actually saw this guy. They rounded on him and they threw him out. He's been the subject of uh, mainstream media coverage over the past weekend. According to the video, the Canadian trucker convoy protesters confronted the man who then fled the scene. Uh, the media published several headlines suggesting the man with the Confederate flag is a representative of the entire group. <laughs> a man with a U.S. Confederate flag in Canada. Son, you're on the wrong side of the border, okay? I'm not I'm not saying that some Canadians don't fly that. Of course, if that's what they want to do. OK, fine. It, it's a flag. It's part it's part of U.S. history, whether you like it or not. You have to take history for what it is, good and bad. OK, that's what it is. I'm sorry. That's that's just the way that it is. This evidently is not the case uh, with the media. They're the ones that were uh, that were covering this man with the uh, with the flag. But of course, did they cover the fact that he got tossed out? No, no, they didn't. They just conveniently left that part out. Of course, Bruce, you know what the problem is here? It's, it's very clear. You see, it's not those radical white supremacists like that that are trying to disrupt that protest. Clearly, you know what this is. This is Russian disinformation is what this is. Didn't you know that? Didn't you know that this is Russian disinformation? Listen to the Canadian mainstream media on this. Uh, you know, given Canada's support of Ukraine in this current crisis with Russia, it, I don't know if it's far-fetched to ask, but, but there is concern that... Russian actors could be right. continuing to fuel things uh, as this as this protest grows, but perhaps even instigating it from from the outset. So, see, it's the Russians. <laughs> it's the Russians that are behind mm. this this convoy for freedom. It's the Russians that are out there that are that are demanding that the government resign. It's the Russians that are driving the trucks. Clearly, you can you can see that, can't you? Can't you see that? Mm. So. Um, what they're saying is, is this, uh, the, one of the guys that was part of his, uh, Trudeau's, um, protection detail, security uh -huh. detail, the sniper, he's, he's a Russian plant. Clearly. Um, clearly. Or at okay, the very okay, least yeah, he's yeah. being, he's being instigated by the Russians, of course. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, the thing is, 
if it was indeed a Russian ploy or a Russian, they're not wrong. That that that's the thing is even if it was uh, this is instigated by the Russians, they're not wrong. This is something that needs to happen. So if it were a Russian thing, I I'm I'm sorry. I would have to say, well, yeah, this is actually the right thing to do. I wouldn't change my opinion of Putin or or any of that. But uh, the the problem with their argument is is uh, there's no evidence that uh, supports their conspiracy. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. You say that word conspiracy. Let's just go another step with that conspiracy theory. Let's use their own terms against them, shall we? That's uh, kind of what I was alluding to, saying you uh -huh. have no evidence well, for a conspiracy. That means it's a conspiracy. Yeah, conspiracy is a real thing. Yeah. Uh, conspiracy is a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is a yeah, real yeah. thing. But it's the conspiracy theorists themselves. I'm not talking about the, the mainstream media that labels everybody else. They are the actual conspiracy theorists with crackpot nonsense like that. What you heard coming out of Mika Brzezinski and out of Joe Scarborough, that's a conspiracy theory. All of it. That's gaslighting you. That's all that is. With Trudeau and his whatever, that, that ridiculous limp-wristed speech that he gave from wherever the hell he's hiding. There's been reports that he's hiding here in Germany. One flight left Toronto at Pearson. One flight left it. It left with military escorts and it landed in Berlin. Some people are speculating that he's hiding here. Some are. Others are speculating he's hiding at his lake resort up north somewhere. No one knows. I don't, I don't, I don't think he would be hiding at the lake resort this time of year. If no. it's further north, it, it'd be difficult to, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe, it, nah, I, I, I think the, the Berlin one is probably more, it's more it's likely. More, it's more plausible. Yeah. He would have safe haven here. He's not going to be bothered. But then again, the Germans are dealing with their own upheaval as it is now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but he could even more or less blend. He here. could blend here. Yeah, that's true. Uh, not, not everybody's going to recognize uh, who he is, but yeah, the, um, the thing is, is that his, whoever like let's let's say that let's say the people that are standing out in front of parliament in Ottawa right now are successful let's say that that's the case and he resigns that's not going to matter that's not going to matter the whole government has to go the whole government has to go in Canada because if you don't then the person that takes over his deputy prime minister or whoever it is the the, the next in line to take over she's a world economic forum young global leader and it just so happens that her grandfather was a nazi that harkens back to the video uh from the exclusive uh that we went over and uh, it well we went over it before then as well uh i believe it was on the exclusive i might be misremembering schwab? but uh, where schwab back in 2017 saying uh, at a university uh that half the cabinet was compromised yep so you, and of you course, have to purge the entire government because you don't you know do. who's, who's a spy, you if you will. You do. That, that's just it. You have to do that. So it's not enough. It's not enough to just get one. And quite frankly, when we talk later on this week, all of these things, yes, they're necessities. Changing your government to get one that works for you, of course, that's that's what you have to do. A government has to be of foreign by the people. You have to elect it. From Schwab's statement, our governments, not just Canada, but any Western government, the Germans, the French... The Dutch, the UK, the Aussies, the New Zealanders, the Canadians, the Americans, all of our governments have been undermined. We haven't had a say in our elections for a very long time. So it's all got to go. And to be clear, we're not talking about the Klaus Schwab Great Reset. I'm not for that. I'm not for that at all. I'm for we the people governing ourselves as we used to. The way forward is the way backwards. We have to get back to what made us great. You want that freedom? You want that freedom? You see that freedom that's out there in the streets that's hiding in plain view? 
then we've got to get back to the inflection point where we made that possible. So I want to um, I want to spend the last few minutes here talking about Spotify. Spotify has done a uh, a one eighty on the uh, the whole COVID thing. So first, well, we're gonna we're gonna say okay, yeah, Neil Young, go ahead, pull your stuff. All right, go on. We don't care. Have a good day. Thanks for playing. Then Joni Mitchell pops up and says she's pulling her music to stand in solidarity with Neil Young. Joni Mitchell. For those that don't know, she's the one that the um, that the hippies used to sit underneath the trees and smoke their dope and pick their guitars to and listen to that one. Yeah, that Joni Mitchell. Uh-huh. The hippie. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not saying it's as a result of that, but Spotify has decided that they have going to they're going to uh, change their uh, their policy. Joe Rogan, as you said, I think you told me he's done an apology. He's made an apology. I believe so. Yeah, I haven't been able to read into what his apology was yet, uh, but uh, the headline says that he made an apology. Okay. Uh, but the the thing is, is uh, Spotify more or less they're saying they will ban people if they violate the the new rules. But my understanding was is just the new rules were more or less they're going to put an advisory that directs listeners to their COVID nineteen yes. hub. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what it'll be. Um, according to I'm getting this out of the Epic Times, uh, they did a piece on it this afternoon. Uh, they said Spotify will be adding content advisories to podcast episodes. And believe me, we are going to fall under this. If you're listening to us, you're subscribed to us on Spotify. Um, we have a big listener base on Spotify. So if you listen to us on Spotify, I'm advising you now that you might want to start. If, if you're an avid listener of ours, you might want to start looking at listening to us on other platforms. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, and that goes for any other podcaster you listen to on Spotify that has conversations like we have here. Uh, because apparently us, we're now falling under this guideline of us actually talking about what's there. We're going to be on the chopping block sooner or later. Just to throw in, if Rogan, uh, as an example, if he suffers some kind of re repercussion uh, from this, we're 100% going to... Yeah. Face some kind of repercussion as well. They'll, yeah. they'll come after the, the smaller uh, podcasts as well. So we are prepared. Uh, we've, we've been planning for this. We are prepared to deal with the fallout. But again, we're advising anyone who listens to us on Spotify, you can continue to listen to us on Spotify. We will be there. But if it continues, then Spotify will pull, uh, start pulling podcasts down. If they do, that doesn't mean we've gone away. We've just simply been moved to another platform. Like I said, we're listed on just about every platform out there. So jump to Apple Podcast if you're an iPhone user, Podbean, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Pandora. We're on all these platforms. Hell, we're even on Amazon Echo devices uh, as well. So, I mean, we're, we're on everything. Google Podcasts and all the rest. I don't even know if people listen to the Google Podcasts. Uh, but any of those platforms uh, we're available on. The only ones we're not on, we're not on like uh, Spreaker or anything like that. The, those ones, Podomatic or anything like that. We're not on those. SoundCloud. Yeah, we're not on SoundCloud. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Spotify will be adding content advisories to podcast episodes in an effort to combat misinformation about COVID-19. In a blog post published on January 30th, the Swedish audio streaming service, is it Swedish? I never knew that, said it was working to add a content advisory to any podcast episode that includes a discussion about COVID-19. I, I guess the to really tell if we're uh, on their radar or not is if we get that advisory for any of our podcasts. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see if if we're below the radar right now. Unless unless they have an algorithm that catches like for example our titles or something. That's the only thing True. I can think of. Or yeah. something in our or description. They, yeah, or if they do what YouTube does, YouTube actually goes through and and plays the uh we'll say the um 
wavelength of the the video if you will and see if it matches up with other copyright material uh and they'll they'll look for COVID-19 or any of those kind of you know keywords in 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 the uh podcast so if they do something like that yeah they'll 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 catch everybody well just so there's no misunderstandings just to give you an idea of real information versus misinformation because we don't want to confuse the two right we want to make sure that the people that are giving misinformation and disinformation we want to make sure as fauci said we want to make sure that they are targeted identified and taken down immediately right that's what we want to do so just to be clear just to be clear we thought we would play this audio for you the listener just to understand when you hear mainstream media these are local affiliates across the united states that we're about to play okay these are local affiliates. They're going to tell you all about the information that you need to be getting. Listen to this. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS 4 News produces. But we, we are concerned, concerned about trouble and irresponsible, one-sided news Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 You see, Bruce, that is extremely dangerous to our democracy. And I'm pretty sure that most of that is brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah, brought to you by Pfizer. I, I had hope at one point that, you know, the, the local news agencies had some autonomy to them. Nah, nah. I know here locally, some of our news channels locally, they appear on on television to be too, uh, uh, what's the word, um, ballsy to really conform to this. Uh, but it would not surprise me. I don't watch mainstream to know. We are going to go ahead and call this one done. For those of you who'd like to reach out to us, we would love to hear your feedback. Uh, please do drop us a line anytime you wish at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Again, we'd love to hear from you. Get all your feedback. Good, bad, ugly, all the rest of it. Also, I would like to say good luck and Godspeed to all the Canadian truckers and protesters that are out there fighting for your freedom. Believe me, the world is watching. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a fantastic evening.